walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apron Bump Podcast. I'm your host, the hardest part of the ring, Kyle Bird. How the heck is everybody doing? I'm doing well. I'm a little crispy. If you're watching on YouTube, by the way, there is a YouTube version if you're not aware. A little crispy today. Got got uh, spent the weekend at the beach in the uh, in the Outer Banks. Really, just my face and my tummy that are burned. If you're if you were asking, and I know you were going to, so uh, got a burnt tummy, but a tummy full of desire to talk about progress wrestling come on now we're having fun progress wrestling chapter 27 is what we are here to discuss today now don't don't change the channel don't turn the dial don't go to joe rogan or whatever the hell you listen to progress wrestling i know some people you might be checking this out for the first time you might be like Hardest part of the ring, I don't know what did dilly daddle about progress wrestling, so I'm gonna shut this joker off and go listen to fucking uh go listen to J- go listen to Jim Coronet talk about cheeseburgers. Don't do that. Don't do that, listener. Because I'll have you know, if you're not aware, that I'm also working my way through progress for the very first time, discovering things experiencing things for the first time. We we don't review on the apron bump. We relive, right? So, uh, <laughs> something. There's something there. But um, if you're not aware of progress, and by the way, this, this show is a good one to jump on because it's very, a lot of milestones getting hit on this show, a lot of big things getting established. But if you want to experience the journey that we've taken, to get to this point from chapter one, every single chapter onward, you can go to apronbump.com and you can go to the episodes tab at the top, select progress wrestling, and that'll bring you to all of the progress chapters I've covered so far in chronological order, or go onto your favorite podcast platform or YouTube, find the progress playlist, search out progress. You're there. You know how these things work. You found me. So obviously, you know how to listen to podcasts. But just in case you shared this with your grandma. Hi, Bertha. Um, then now you know how to get there. So, um, but with that being said, chapter 27, like I said, big, big show. 
lots of good wrestling as per usual, but also a lot of, um, how do I put this? I'll just say this. There's a lot of variety on this show. There's rap battles. There's British legends. There's big meaty men. There's high flyers. There's new titles getting introduced. There's partnerships with WWE getting introduced. There's a nine-man Thunder Bastard match, the third ever Thunder Bastard for the Progress World title. Super, super heavy star power in the main event. Also, you got um, we got the culmination of the London riots and Sumerian Death Squad, which is a uh, <laughs> it's not the best, but it's hilarious. That's all I'm gonna say. So you better stay tuned for that. Other than that, what else is there to say? We have a good old time. Who's we? It's not just me. It wouldn't be we if it was just me. My guest on this episode, Brett from the Brain Buster Boys podcast, returning to the show. Always a good time with Brettafin. Go check out the Brain Buster Boys podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Also on YouTube, they go live. They do lots of stuff. Go check out the Phoenix Splash podcast that Brett does as well, covering Japanese wrestling. And, um,. They do it all. I mean, the Brain Buster Boys, they cover some current stuff. They cover some old stuff. They have their own spin on things. They have their own, like, storylines that they... You have to listen to it to understand it, but it is very unique. One of the most unique and entertaining podcasts out there for wrestling. So go check them out. Great time. You can check out the episode I was on covering the Royal Rumble from 2000. So, um, which was a few months ago, but okay, you know how to find that stuff, right? Um, with that, yeah, follow me too while you're at it. If you want, don't blame me if you don't want to. At Apron Bump on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, MySpace. I think I say MySpace every time now. It was a joke, but now it's just a muscle memory that I say it now. And with that, I think we're ready to progress into the episode come on it never gets old that's the name of the it's the name of the wrestling company it's also a, one other word in there. progress wrestling chapter 27 with myself and brett from the brain buster boys podcast only, only semi chubbed this afternoon but uh, yeah. we'll see where it takes us i'd say so as well <laughs> but uh yeah dude appreciate you coming on again Appreciate always, you, uh, always a pleasure, and especially for some fucking progress. You're you're a progress guy now, I think, I, I'm right? Big big time. Big you're origin guy, as you know. Dude, I fucking <laughs> love the origin more than anything else in this world. And they are Here all over the I show. Am on Ooh, the motherfucking gonna... road again. Here we are. On yeah, let's do it. Here road. I am. Here we are. That's a very I like that. That's fun. I told you that was fun. full chub shit there. So Oof. I think we'll be I think we'll be okay. Dude, yeah. They're, they're like I said, they're spread throughout the entire show. So lots of origin to talk about. Oh. But uh chapter 27, man. So I think what was it, chapter 23 that we last did, I right? I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 or 24, but I think 23. Yeah. Whatever one rampage rampage brown and big daddy walter broke the ring on the opening. Hell. <laughs> Yeah, and we uh we got some big man news on this one, but uh since chapter three, it's been uh it's been probably like six months or so, but I guess in comparison 
like comparing this show to chapter 23, was there anything that stuck out to you as different or surprising or anything that caught your eye? There's no Mr. Kako. That was a, a big, <laughs> big absence. <laughs> it was, it was an absence. It so was it like felt, I guess tumor, overall, but... it just felt like a more serious show. This, uh, this show. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah, think yeah. there was really much of any comedy, you know, maybe little bits and pieces, but mm-hmm. nothing where it was like a whole comedy match, like the old Kako. I mean, there was a rap battle, but uh, that was I would I would say the rapping was better than the condom on a finger. Yeah, unfortunately, Personally. unfortunately, there were no bitch ass wiggers. <laughs> I mean, there might have been just nobody called them out on it. Yeah, I mean, bald asshole Paul Robinson is basically a bitch ass wigger. That's close. I mean, baggy jeans and uh, yeah. the music he was coming. Yeah, I mean, that's as close as you get, but. Which I saw he and Osprey actually reunited at like a recent progress show. Um, I did. Yeah. yeah. That was like, yeah, very recently. Yeah. Both, both of them had been gone for a while. Did I know Robinson had some like. Yeah. Did he get exonerated of his bald assholeness, I guess? <laughs> I guess. I know. But Robinson was, I, I forget the exact details, but he was involved in some speaking out stuff. But I guess yeah. it turned out to not be true or whatever. So, but there's still like, I don't know. The, There's the, still some stink on him. Yeah, for sure. And Osprey's always got, you know, whatever Osprey carries <laughs> with him. So, but um, yeah, I guess it, I think Will and Progress didn't like each other for a while. I'm, I'm not too familiar, but that they recently came back as a tag team, which was a big deal. If yeah, you're in the some, Progress I universe. guess they're both from Essex. You know, I, I think I remember it's like an Essex name, mm-hmm. but I can't remember it exactly. The Swords of Essex. That's right. Was their tag team name. That's yes. That's right. We get a little, uh, we get a little taste of that on this show, but we won't mm. blow our load mm. too early. We got a, we got a lot of edging to do on the way there. Oh yeah. And uh, I should say though, also it's a four year anniversary of progress this oh, show. Oh yeah, which is fun. And is Easter fun. Sunday. Easter, Jesus is here. Yes. Oh how about man, it just all, it all comes. Jesus must here. have drove Mr. Kako away. That's a sentence that was said. <laughs> That's no longer a sentence that hasn't been said on this podcast. Yeah, that is so uh, I appreciate you for that. Uh, you got it. So Jim Smallman yes. starts off the show as he always does. He's Your back. boy Jim. Always there. Oh, and, I heard uh, not to well, but to butt ahead. in. I heard I've list, I listened to some previous of the progress shows, one of which it wasn't the most recent, but with Matt from the Shining Wizards. Yeah, he and wasn't he, a big fan of the, he uh, was the British. Not too fond of old <laughs> Mr. Smallman and yeah, just the British in general. So. This cocksucker, who do you think he is? So he's doing comedy. I think, you know, I dig it, but it's like, all right, let's just get to the fucking matches already, Jim. Come on. Well, well you, you don't like a bit of banter? <laughs> Wh- right? Witty banter, mate. Oh, oh, to write you, the office. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, well, he at least has some substance this yes. time. He has uh, two major announcements. The first mm. of what, which being, I guess, on the next show, they're going to have British qualifiers to see who will be entered into the WWE Cruiserweight Classic, yeah. which is huge. I believe. Did you ever watch that, by the way? I definitely did. It was outstanding. And I want to put over to two friends, High Five Tom and Justin from the Justin Time Wrestling Podcast. They did like a whole review of the whole series maybe two summers ago on 
uh, marking out with High Five Tom. But uh, that was I didn't rewatch it, but I listened to their mm -hmm. whole all those shows and just reminded me how great that was. And just like that was before I was even really into like Japanese wrestling or anything oh, yeah. really much beyond WWE. So that was my first time seeing Koto Bushi and Zack Sabre <laughs> Jr. So very very Cheers. fond memories of the Cruiserweight Classic. No doubt. It, it's so wild that you just have Zack Sabre Jr. and Kota Ibushi just casually on the yeah. WWE network. Yeah. <laughs> and, they did, and then they left. Like, they just came and... In 2016, you know, these days, yeah. especially with Triple H or whoever the fuck is running things over there, I mean, the fact that, like, Shinsuke Nakamura went and did a Noah show, right. you know, it'd be a little bit more believable now, but, like, Seven years ago, knowing the way WWE was back then, like it's shocking that that happened, but uh, fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, for sure. I mean, WWE, I mean, they have progress on, on Peacock mm -hmm. now. I think it didn't start to like the later, like near the hundreds yeah. of chapters. So. And like WXW, which is, I think, the German promotion. Yeah. So, yeah, like a lot of weird shit on there that I haven't really dove into any of that on the, on the Peacock, but uh, probably some mm -hmm. pretty good stuff out there. For sure. For sure. Excuse me, but, on uh, the cock. My bad. Nah, we're talking wieners. Yeah, we're talking wieners, everybody. Always. Uh, so yeah, I guess it was Zack Saber Jr. and I think Jack Gallagher. Gallagher was in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was obviously was the first time I saw him, and he certainly was a uh, very fun on this show as well. And uh, for sure, a shame that he got spoken out, or that he not that he got spoken out on that he <laughs> did the things that he did. My, bad. it's a shame the cat yeah. got out of the bag on it's, that one, huh? Oh, yeah, man, I wish he didn't get caught. Fuck these these. <laughs> These snitches, man, you can't trust them. Uh, can't trust them. But I always enjoyed him, you know, in the Cruiserweight Classic. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, thereafter on 205 Live or whatever they had him do. And he's mm -hmm. obviously a very unique fellow. And uh, yeah, that's it. Extraordinary, this Jack uh, Gallagher. Yes, yes, I've heard that. So, so that's the uh, that's the under 205 news. But there's some over mm. 205 news, some Meat. big boy news. Mm. Slapping all over my face. We got the Atlas Championship being introduced here. Um, well, not physically introduced, but there's it's announced that it's going to be a round robin tournament that I guess is going to culminate. So I guess they have a big show at the O2 uh, in September, which is yes. like 10 chapters which away. Which gets or referenced later in the show as well. Yeah. And they're already matchup. building. Yeah. Already building to the show. So. And uh, this is just one element of it. So it's going to be the Atlas Championship, which I believe is still around. Oh, nice. Um, so it's it's just over 205, which feels like, yeah. oh, I feel like you would be 205 and you're not like big. Yeah, you know? it should be. If you're talking like heavyweights, it should be like 250, you know, like. Yeah, there's so it should be a middle ground, a middle weight, you know, if you will, if you're going to be doing this shit, because to go from 205 to then 206, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. Oh right. shit! I waited at two oh six today. I'm fucked. <laughs> but he's get stripped of the title. It did make me think, and I know I brought up Legends House of old. Oh, to always you always old got to. to old Tony Atlas, who was kind of the pariah of Legends House, and everyone made fun <laughs> of him, but he would always just laugh like this. <laughs> So that's all I got. So, so are you implying that this championship, uh, this British championship is uh, in, in honor of Tony Atlas? I am. Yes. Do you think the title laughs? You think it's like one of those, like, uh, like you get a birthday card uh, uh, and it makes uh, a noise. I'll be That'd curious be to see what the title looks like. 
You know, uh, we got the Shield Tag Team Championships. Oh, I didn't I even fun. think about that. I love that. <laughs> so, uh, do you have you? Obviously, you're not there yet. But have you? Do you know what the Atlas title even looks no. like? Oh. I, I I had heard of this championship. I I didn't know it was an over two hundred five belt. I don't know if that's still the rule or if they've modified that. I don't know what it looks like at all. But I hope yeah. it's just like a um. I don't know, like a scale, maybe they, like a crash Holly back in the oh, day. Like it's, yeah. it's just a big scale you got to yeah. carry around. Well, that'll That's, be something for you to keep an eye out. I'm sure you'll be seeing it sooner than later. I'll keep you updated. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe I'll bring you back on to uh, enjoy the. Moment. I would maybe love to do that. O2 show whenever that, uh, that would be a dues. Yeah. A, Since a I'm such a half. big progress guy now. Yeah. I'm going to actually have quite enjoyed both the two shows I've watched. So yeah, no, they're, they're, too good one. I mean, this this era, I mean, you don't really have a bad yeah, show. Some really are better miss. than others. Yeah. So it's um, pretty tight. Well, we open up with yes. a natural progression series match, a semifinal mm. match. We got Damian Dunn versus mm. Pastor William Ever. I mean, Jesus yeah. is coming, baby. <laughs> oh, is he? <laughs> Jesus is coming. So, first, oh. right off the bat, one thing I love that was not there from the previous show was the match graphics. Because if you recall, oh. the last time or the first time we did it, I'm like, I don't even know who half these guys are. And when yeah. they're coming out to the ring, you know, they don't even really announce them till they get in the ring. So, that was certainly helpful for someone right. like me to be like, oh, okay put a name to a face right off the bat. So mm-hmm. that was a, a good a thumbs up from me for progress there. But Look yeah, Jesus, Jesus is coming and he's driving away. Mr. Kako. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> also right off the bat, we get some Pearl Harbor. Pearl Jesus. Harbor yeah. Well, the first of two, I think actually I oh. made a note. I had looked down or something and I noticed Dunn had attacked and I'm like, was that a Pearl Harbor job to start? So <laughs> clearly you caught it. And I had listened to some of your show. It was like Royal Rumble 2003 with like Matt Ritter, Vince, and that yeah, game. Yeah. And the Pearl Harbor job came up, and they were giving you a whole bunch of shit. And you're like, multiple guests have brought it up. It's you it's eat- a rough one. It's a rough yeah. one when people don't understand what it is. You're just saying, yeah, Pearl Harbor over there. If you watched any 80s, early 90s wrestling, I mean, shit, Gorilla Monsoon was saying that nightly, it felt like. Right. But, uh, exactly. yeah, gotta love starting it off with a good old PHJ. Love me some PHJ. <laughs> not OTPHJ, PHJ. <laughs> yeah, let's not get those. Mr. Kako ain't here, as we no, said. No, so, no. No comments OT- needed. Yeah, or OTPHJs. No, well, I mean, there might have been more OTPHJ in this. Show. I mean, Damian Dunn is definitely a guy that would put a finger up your skirt in yeah. a bar, I think. I mean, just, he, loves, the he loves receiving them. To, like, he has to get one when he goes out. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. definitely the vibe I get from this guy. And it has to be over the... Like, if you start putting your hand down his mm-hmm. pants, he's going to cut you off. No skin to skin here. No. We want the no. mystery. Yes. We want the mystery. Got to have room for Jesus. But speaking of which, Jesus is here. And uh, it's a fine little opener here. Yeah. You got two younger guys. You got Jesus with the uh, he hulks up at some point, yes, but yes. Uh, he, he does little prayer hands. And then we get a resurrection chant on mm. that, which is pretty clever. We get to a, a fuck it up. Jesus chant. Fuck it up. You know, that was fun. Only only in progress is yep. where you're going to hear that. <laughs> um, at one, yeah, I, I have a, I have a note here. <laughs> 
some of the, like the chants from the crowd again like i can make out about half of them if that <laughs> so i have a note sounds like crown is chanting shit stained notepads <laughs> I, that, so i i thought somebody was implying like from the crowd i thought like damien had a shit stain on his tights but i was looking i couldn't really see one yeah and like so, probably wasn't notepads that they said, but that's what I made out. That's probably what they're they're, they're, they're kind of stupid, really. Jake's I mean, notepads, no pads, no pants, no I don't pads. Know. Maybe you know, I don't know. He did have knee pads though, so mm, fuck. Hmm. Yeah, I wish he didn't. But um, yeah, I, I've stopped like noting the chants just because they're all so like it's yeah. relentless. Like it's the oh, entire yeah. show. <laughs> you can do a whole show on just the chants. Oh, for sure. But, and uh, just trying they, to they decipher them. Mm. Um, it's an acquired language. You learn mm. the language as you go along. Mm. Mm. But yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy here. Saw a little match. There, there was one spot. So Jesus was going for a cross body off the top rope mm, mm-hmm. but he like damien was like all the way across the ring but uh william ever was like losing his balance so he like had to jump but he yeah. like jumped like all the way across the ring and got him which is pretty yep. impressive um other than that loved the finish got the cross power bomb flipped up into a clothesline from heaven which for the you, win, you gotta love that. I mean, come on, playing on old fuck beautiful JBL, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, some good stuff there. Like the finish, good little match, and uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I don't believe I know Pastor William was not on the previous show I did, I don't right. think Dunn was. So, again, two new guys for me, and yeah, I thought this was pretty good action obviously the uh, crowd way behind jesus as they should Mm be i mean none of them well maybe some of them want to go to hell but who knows but uh (laughs) yeah nice super kick from dunn for that near fall for two towards Mm -hmm. the end but yeah i I, uh quite enjoyed this and uh i don't think there was really a bad match on the card you know so uh this was uh, pretty solid stuff yeah damien dunn has kind of like the few times i have seen him he's come off very generic to me. And I feel like mm. in this show, he's starting to kind of get a more of a persona about him. He was really leaning into the heel stuff. The crowd was getting on him, shit, hair, no fans, <laughs> all that stuff. Um, so that was cool. And, and Bill Ever, by the way, oh. I don't know if you caught that, which is, um, he, uh, he was in the, <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> <laughs> nobody does. I didn't either until somebody brought it up to me. It's, it's very clever. Yeah. It's very I clever. dig it. He's um he's actually been around for a little bit because he was in the previous natural progression series. And the deal is so whoever wins the tournament gets to pick one person from that tournament to be in the next one so that they get to come back. And he's the one that um Flash Morgan Webster, who won the last one, he chose Bill Ever to be in this one. So he's okay. been around for a while and the crowd's really getting behind him. So one other good, good thing I, when I looked up these guys, I noted that uh Damian Dunn now his gimmick or his character is chief deputy done. So uh, something else to maybe look out for from, uh, from past guests, they've alluded to that. He's like, his gimmick is like the anti fun police. Okay. Which is, which kind of makes sense. Aligns with what he's doing here. So (laughs) that could be something that could be something, but uh, we get something a little different after that. We get Mm -hmm. the extraordinary Jack Gallagher. Versus Johnny Kidd. 
And I'll who, admit, uh, I did not know who he was, but clearly was a uh, British le- British wrestling legend. And uh, the crowd was certainly here for it. How old would you guess he is if you haven't looked it up already? I think I did look it up, but I would have guessed like early 50s. And I think he may have been like late 40s at this point. I think he's like he, 56 or something now. Unless I did my math wrong. I believe he's 60 years old here. Oh, he's 60. Oh, he's 60 here. Oh, shit. Yeah. I may have. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck. I could have done my math wrong, but uh, fuck it. He's 60. It's yeah. my podcast. Um, <laughs> but uh, as far as like his aesthetic, you know, it is traditional British wrestling. Uh, are you familiar with MMA at all? UFC? Yeah. Yeah. And he, you're right. He's 67 right now. So that checks out. I followed pretty diligently from like 2010. So I was in Des Moines, Iowa in 2010 and mm-hmm. my buddies out there got me into it. And I was pretty into it for like five, six years ish. Same here. Yeah. Don't really follow or watch much anymore, but like I'm into it. You know, if people were watching it and I was there, mm-hmm. I'd definitely be down. Pretty much the same here. I, I bring that up because he kind of looks like an old version of Kane Velasquez here. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. The British Kane. Ooh. Either that. He, That's yeah. got to be Kane. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of looks like Dave Meltzer, too, if you look at him, which may, may or may not ruin this match. Uh, uh, a hybrid the, between Dave Meltzer and fucking Kane Velasquez. I see it, awful though. Person. I see it. Yeah, for- didn't Cain Velasquez kill he a guy? Kills, yeah, I think sure it was somebody did. else. Yeah, yeah no, okay. he definitely did. Dave Wasn't Meltzer he in did. WWE for? Didn't he do a match in WWE? <laughs> I forgot about that until you just brought it up this second. I don't yeah. even, I could have just been like, "Hey, were you watching WWE a few years ago?" But yeah, wow, that, what a weird timeline that was. Um, was it okay? He had some matches in AAA. Okay, yeah, he he did wrestle no, he did. Lesnar. He faced Brock Lesnar for the world title. Yeah, Crown Jewel bonkers. 2019. Two it minutes, three good. seconds. Yeah. It was very bad. He was very bad. <laughs> and then he murdered um, someone. I think that might have been after he murdered somebody. No, uh, I think it was. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, I doubt. <laughs> is, this, is this alleged, by the way? I'll throw out alleged just in case. Sure. Yeah, uh, we don't I'm want him to come after us. Yeah. <laughs> if, he's not, <laughs> he's, he's, <laughs> if he's not currently incarcerated, which I don't yeah. know. Yeah, you know. Well. Speaking of incarcerated, we got Jack Gallagher here, and uh, I don't think he's—I he, think he's actually like an MMA or something. He's, no, yeah, he's doing like some like bare knuckle boxing or on something. The last show, yeah, about yeah, that, like doing whatever he's doing, but yeah, he's doing something. Well, he's doing something here as well. We got—I uh, mean, if you know these guys, well, if you know Jack Gallagher or, or Johnny Kid, you pretty much know what you're getting. It's very traditional British wrestling. I, I mean, I—I I really enjoyed this for what it was. I did too. Yeah. I, I thought it was fun. I thought it was very unique. Yep. Um, I don't know. What were you, anything stick out to you in this one in particular? I, again, just the variety, you know, these, these mm-hmm. shows I've seen just have a lot of variety and yeah, this was just your classic catch chain wrestling, largely a lot of fun, like counters mm-hmm. and escapes, you know? Uh, so if it, you know, I wouldn't call this a straight up comedy match, but this, there was a lot of laughs and comedy throughout this, but right. Yeah, obviously, for not knowing who Johnny Kidd was, like the guy was certainly legit and the crowd loved it. But uh, yeah, I, again, quite enjoyed this and uh, just uh, nice, good stuff here. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for, for sure. This show, I don't know if there's any other show in progress that I've seen that's had more variety than yeah. this show, just all around. But yeah, to your point, very um, lots of counters and submissions. I mean, the general theme here is that it kind of, like you said, it starts off lighthearted. 
there's some comedy. There's one point where Johnny Kidd has like an abdominal stretch and he like teases, he's going to stick his finger in Jack's ass. <laughs> so we're having fun and we're doing like some light chain wrestling in the beginning. Then it like gradually ramps up. The submissions become a little bit more intense. You got some very unique, like Indian Deathlock figure force yeah, that surf, I've never seen. Surfboard thingamajigs. They were beautiful. It looked painful, but um, hopefully, or eventually, ramps up a few strikes, like a few elbows and shoulder blocks start coming into place as the intensity kind of crescendos. Uh, but I love at a the nice end, crescendo. Fuck. you, I'll decrescendo you all day, <laughs> no, baby. Please. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Jack Gallagher wins with a sunset flip into a jackknife pin. And uh, yeah, good, good, good. Classic British wrestling. Can't go. Yeah, there was one part where Gallagher was down and it was like a lot of like I put a series of funny one counts where Gallagher just kind of like kept slipping his arm up at one and everyone was laughing. He hit the. I put kid literally stretching him out and Gallagher with a little inverted orange Cassidy kicks. If you remember, he was like upside down and just like kind of giving him oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. little, little kickies. Like he's um, riding a bike upside down. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, you mentioned it surfboard stretch by kid Gallagher with an Indian death block variation into a bridge. So yeah, just some wild kind of Zack Sabre Jr. type shit going on here. So mm-hmm. yeah, love to see it. Also love the point where um, so Johnny Kid like drop toe holds Jack Gallagher and he like has to fight to get him down and then once he does get him down he like ties his legs up and Jack's like I don't know what to do so they just shake hands and release <laughs> yeah, him and they yeah, get yeah. To it. that was good <laughs> as well and then Jack tries to do the same to Johnny Kid but then Johnny Kid just knows how to get out of it so Jack's yeah. all pissed so there yep. was a lot of that in this match but I had fun I had yeah. a good time couldn't agree more all. All you could ask for. Yeah. But we get uh, something a little more colorful mm. in this next one. We got body guy Roy Johnson <laughs> and his waste man challenge. Oh, man. Are you uh, are you a waste man? Brett? I wouldn't say I personally like have the waste, but I'd call myself a waste man. Yeah, I love you release the waste, a, right? I love a nice waste. Oh, Dave Mastiff was definitely, of course, once we heard the music, holy fuck, yeah, getting me a little rocky down there. Oh, you mean, uh, can you hear it? No. God damn it. <laughs> I, I can. I, there we go. There it is. Okay, this is a lag. It's cool. Oh. There we go. We'll, 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 we'll just let it <laughs> let it sit in the bed. Here we go. <laughs> that was so funny. No, you're ready for this? I even Nothing. put Johnson cut some nonsense promo, and now the show has really begun. Here I am. Here I am. On the road just... again. So, <laughs> Roy Johnson, it's his Waste Man Challenge, which I guess you get the choice of either rap battling him or wrestling him. So, uh, once he lays out this challenge, uh, the origin music plays, and all four of them Ugh. come out on the stage, which is just an awesome visual. With, like, the lights, the glare of the lights, all of them just sit, like the music. It just made me As come I said, out it my ma- ass. <laughs> it's, the show has begun. You know, like and me and now, some buddies here. have a joke that uh, a Kenny Omega match does not begin until a B, the first V trigger is hit. So oh, I will say not. a progress show does not begin until you hear 
I am on the river. I am. So here we are, baby. So Dave Mastiff accepts the body guys challenge here. By the way, Roy Johnson. Are you familiar with Roy Roy Johnson? I was not at at all. No, no. I am not either. I've heard the name, but I didn't know what to expect here. But if for anyone unfamiliar, his aesthetic. So he comes out. First of all, the, there's cheerleaders. He's the most right? wavy man in professional wrestling. Big wavy, I believe he goes by yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but uh, cheerleaders come out. He got the the neon colors. He has like this like singlet. He's a power lifter, I guess, as well. So he has yeah, like he's a, a traditional body guy. I get. I guess that's what it means, right? <laughs> so, but he has like a power lifter singlet, but it's like bright green, and he has like the sunglasses that like blink, like Naomi's championship belt. Um, so he's very, uh, very, oh yeah. Who's Naomi? That's not even a person. No. So, uh, kind of like Braun Breaker meets Trinity here. Cause I feel like Braun Breaker would have those similar singlet often, not anymore, but often kind of brightly colored back then, you know? Right. And you've always said you wish there was a wrestler out there. That was a combination between Braun Breaker and Trinity. I have. Yeah. You, I've, you, you know that everyone knows that about me. You never stopped talking about it. So I'm glad we finally found one. Yeah, thank God. Right. So Roy is like, well, Dave, I've never heard you do much on the mic other than grunt, which is a funny little line. Um, so he was like, yeah, I'll give you a minute to come up with some bars and uh, here. And then he tells the, the music guy to hit the beat. And then he raps a lot of I mean, he's so at first I thought he was Jamaican. And then I looked it up and he's not. He's just <laughs> some some sec- segment of UK, England, yeah. whatever the hell. But he's like, yeah. Let me tell you something. Yeah, you're all right. You know, mate. You know, it's basically how he talks. Dave Mastiff has tits and he's a big baby. <laughs> That's all I wrote was Johnson with a bad rap, something about Mastiff. Bad. Having how t- dare you, sir? Having he tits ethered him. and being a big baby. He's going to bang his mom. Didn't you hear him? <laughs> Shit, so, yeah, yeah it, was, serious. it was something. But uh, but Dave, I'm going to tell you this. Dave Mastiff was not interested in rapping. No, he was not. He was interested in Pearl Harbor jobs. There you go. With seemingly a foreign object of some sort, it appeared. Did he? I I think it's just a meaty hand. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But yeah, the second uh, PHJ, you got to love it. I love a good PHJ. So um, Roy Johnson in the ring, I mean, didn't do, you know, a lot. There was a big there was a spot where he hit a big Samoan drop on Dave Mastiff, which, of course, is a power lifter. He's got to show his strength. Yep. Other than that, he didn't really do a lot of moves that like the ultimate warrior wouldn't do. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's but, but he's a big, strong guy. He's charismatic. Yeah, Just throw out was, some shoulder blocks. It's whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Mastiff, um, though, was tight. <laughs> yeah. Big fan of Mastiff yeah. in this match and yeah. the aftermath. But um, oh, yeah. 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 I mean, big circular boy. <laughs> he is circular. <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, the match. Roy spends a lot of time, you know, hyping up the crowd. There's a lot of love, you know, preparing to do moves and then missing them. Uh, <laughs> Mastiff, it's a German in the corner and then it's his cannonball for the win. But uh, Roy was very entertaining and he seems like a guy's going to stick around for a while, I would assume. So you had, had had you seen him? Had he been in progress before this show yet or is this his debut? No. Okay. This was his, uh, so they do. I don't know if we talked about this before, but they have these shows called Endeavor in between the chapters, which are like the developmental kind of Wait, not shows. The, not the merger between WWE and UFC? <laughs> I 
I don't think so. I haven't looked into it. But you might be right. But, but I, did, uh, I think you had mentioned that they have like these intermittent little yeah. shows. So. Which I think Roy Jonathan's been a part of. But yeah, this is his first appearance on like a, a true chapter. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, good stuff. And Mastiff's... So with the announcement earlier of the Atlas Championship, mm-hmm. Dave Mastiff is a big part of the entire show. And this... I'm sure is just a way to kind of build him, establish him as a front runner for that title. And of course he's the meatiest guy they have. So it would make sense for someone like him to win it. But um, he's basically, he he gets the mic after the match and he's like, he tells the guy to hit the beat. Like he's going to rap, but then he's like, (laughs) Nope. And the crowd hates that. So did I, Oh yeah, I wanted him to rap. Me too. He looks at, uh, he looks at Roy Johnson. He's like, nothing but pure shit comes out of that dog of yours, which is fun. Fun little line, and he's he's excited about the and I quote the big tasty fuckers. Oh yeah, big tasty fuckers. I'm gonna we, describe people as tasty more often. I'm now, excited about it too. I'm I can't wait. But uh, anything else on this on this whole uh, shenanigan here? I would say of the whole show, this is probably the weakest match. I mean, it wasn't very long, but right. uh, and again, it wasn't bad by any means, but. You know, I didn't have too many notes here, nothing that you didn't really already talk about. But and like you said, I think this was more to kind of make help or help yeah. continue to put over Mastiff and build towards the Atlas Championship. And he called out both of our boys, Rampage and Big Daddy Walter, as part Ooh-wee. of the Tasty Fuckers, Big Tasty Fuckers crew. So, uh, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure that'll uh, that'll probably be pretty damn good once you get. I assume. Mastiff will mix it up with one, if not both of those guys. So I would assume so. Yeah. But, but yeah. um, but yeah, man. nothing, nothing too much else to say here. I don't think, I think uh, the post-match promo was maybe the highlight of it. Yeah. I would say the pre and post yeah, were yeah, the yeah. story here. And the, the it match. was with a match in between that happened yeah. to be there. It's kind of, yeah. Um, but boy, howdy, we got we, something next. We yes, got we a do. tables, ladders, and chairs tag team match yeah and the losing team must disband from progress we got i should have gotten some better ladders for this one believe me (laughs) we have a lot to talk about about the british and their shitty furniture damn we got uh by the way we covered the beginning of this feud i believe yeah marion death squad yeah I believe did the origin beat them because or beat the SDS because of mm-hmm. the London riots interference, if I recall correctly. I believe it was a triple threat tag team match. Oh, okay. And I think the riots, like they had their cricket bat or whatever, they mm. accidentally hit one of the SDS guys and then yeah. this allowed the origin to win. Yeah. Something along those lines. Or there there was like an eight-man tag, I think. Yeah. And they were on the same like these two teams were on I the same team and there was it. some miscommunication. Yeah. But um Basically, two like big bad tag teams in progress have been feuding for several months at this point, uh, and this is the culmination. Obviously, the SDS and the London Riots are who in, are in this match. So, look, tables, ladders, and chairs—you kind of know. Well, maybe you don't because if you, if, if this was in the U.S., if this was WWE, you would know what you're getting into. But yep. in uh, the Camden Electric Ballroom, mm. I don't think anybody knew what they were expecting with this because. No. Let's talk about these ladders for a second. I don't, that was look, so I'm not like a, a handyman guy. I'm not, you know, I don't know what the different types of ladders are. This wasn't just your, your traditional A-frame ladder. This no. was a stupid, like, painter's, yes. like, you had to slide, like, one side up, and then 
You had to do something in the middle. It was, I don't, I don't know if they had a tutorial on these ladders, <laughs> but it seems like they weren't paying attention if they did. Not so. ideal for a ladder match. Let's put it that way. No. As we come to find out time and time again. Dude, it is. Well, first of all, when they come out, there's like, there's tables, ladders, and chairs like all around the ring set up. The ladder that's like set up next to the ring is like shorter than everybody in this. Yeah, match. it's like a five <laughs> foot ladder. Yeah. And the fucking cot that's a contract hanging. Nobody's getting that shit with that ladder. So I don't no. even know why that was there. Uh, but yeah, you yeah, see dude. any WWE TLC match these days, there's 50 fucking ladders surrounding the mm-hmm. ring, 20 feet tall that actually open up like they're supposed to and uh, don't fucking need four people to hold. Right. I mean, as far as the plunder in this match, mm. look, the chair, the chairs did what they had to do, right? The, chair, the chairs came to play. They knew what they were there for. They they were no bullshit. Sit in it, you know, get hit with it, whatever. Anything in between. All good. Ladders. Look, Fuck. you couldn't you couldn't climb the shit, but hey, you can at least slam people on it. You can maybe tombstone pile driver off the second rope through mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. perhaps if you want to. Yeah. However, these goddamn tables, <laughs> right? First of all, it was like 20 minutes before a table was introduced because they weren't even using the tape. They were using other weapons as tables yes more so than the tables themselves but Which, i can see why yeah if they knew what kind of fucking tables these i don't know what these tables are designed to hold but not human apparently not more than <laughs> apparently not more than 200 pounds because jesus christ i mean they were kept trying to like lay each other on the tables and one just straight out collapsed yeah, i forget who it, it was dante <laughs> Of course. They tried Why is to Dante put him, the guy you... <laughs> one of the riots like just tried to set him on the table. And he immediately just broke through it. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> like comically soft, too. Yes. Because it, it, it immediately began to bend. Yes. And the, the James Davis, I think, is putting him on it. And he's like gingerly like yeah. like a baby in a, in a crib. Just like, all right, lay down there. And then it collapses. And Dante's and face is just like, motherfucker. <laughs> like he just had a fucking blank stare on his <sighs> face. Like, are you fucking kidding me with this shit? You can't, can't sell that. You yeah. look like a goose. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, and they do it again, like a second time. Yeah. Well, after that, so they get a second table and then that one like barely holds. But then they do another spot with another table and it like collapses again. Yeah. So it's like, this is, at what point did you just stop using the tables? Yeah. Um, but that being said, you know, I mean, there was some brutal, like the first half of this match was really good because yeah. I mean, all the brutal spots, I mean, any like spots stick out to you? Cause there's a lot happening here. The tombstone you mentioned, it was, there was a ladder and a chair, I think. So uh-huh. it was a tombstone onto the chair through the ladder, which, Kind of killed Tommy End for a little while. Yeah. Um, there was a nasty Death Valley driver through a chair. I think it was Lynch on Dante. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the fans chanted Bacha Mania immediately after that <laughs> table broke, which was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the Meteora by Tommy End um, through the table onto Lynch was pretty tight and got yeah. launched into the chairs outside multiple times, which was fun. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you watched any uh, Best of the Super Juniors this year, but I feel like that happened multiple times throughout the tournament where people just got chucked right. into the sixth row. Yeah, um, it's big in Japan for sure. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. I think the first half, two thirds, before all the shit started to fuck up, you know, it was a pretty damn good, brutal TLC match. But uh, mm-hmm. 
couldn't help be taken out of it a little bit with the uh, <laughs> yeah. furniture failures here, which again is nothing on the rest of the performers. You know, that's mm-hmm. it sucks for them that this shit happened because it was, you know, it could have been a really epic, great match, but uh, right. unfortunately it fell short largely because of the fucking furniture failures. But, uh, you know, all told, I thought it was pretty, pretty solid, you know, could have been yeah. much, much better, but uh, yeah, pretty good stuff. Yeah, for sure. And um, yeah, like you said, I mean, the first like two thirds of it, I mean, like all those spots you mentioned, there's chairs getting thrown at people. By the way, it was one thing that I noted here. So there was a couple spots here where somebody would be like sitting on the top rope and then another guy would throw a chair at the guy on the top rope. Yeah. My question is, what happens if that chair misses or it like rebounds into the crowd? Somebody just gets hit with a chair. (laughs) They got lucky here. Maybe there's a maybe there's an art to it, but it seemed very uh, sketchy to me. I did but like sure. how uh, towards the end when the ladder was really breaking down and you had like at least two refs holding it up. One uh-huh. of the commentators is like uh, said Davis was able to Kofi Kingston his way up the ladder, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny. But man, it, right. it seemed like the match should have ended on like a previous climb, you know, and then the, the, whoever oh, yeah. it was, Davis or Lynch, just couldn't get up there. And it was kind of hard to watch you know the last couple of minutes because like you can tell like oh i think that should have been it and he fell and they were absolutely everyone else is just kind of like sitting in the corner and it's like all right (laughs) motherfuckers let's get in like even when he got the contract he barely got it you know because he's like fucking reaching and reaching Uh because he could only climb so high so unfortunate stuff there for again like i said what could have been a really epic type match but uh Right. Get get ve- get better shit progress. It's not that hard. Really? I mean, because like, cause like you said, there was a spot where the ladder was set up. They, they eventually, by the way, get a big boy ladder, which is tall enough to get this fucking contract. It's still the same type of fucking ladder. <laughs> yeah. So like, nobody knows how to climb it. But yeah. yeah, to your point, I think it was Davis and uh, Dante were on it. And then they or no, it was Davis and Tommy End were on it. They both climb the ladder. They're on each side of the ladder. And then it's clearly supposed to be like Tommy End falls and James yes. Davis reaches up for the contract, yes. but the ladder like tips over. And then, but the Davis has to like kind of sell the fall, but also yeah. get right back up. So yeah. it's a lot of that, which is unfortunate. But yeah. Um, props to these guys, anyways, for figuring it out. And barely, if, if Davis was one inch shorter, he would not have been able to reach that contract. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, but uh, so Tom, so. The London riots win eventually, so the Sumerian Death Squad can no longer team in progress, which, you know, whatever. Tommy N can go have a singles run. I'm all for that. Had they been kind of a fixture as a tag team from the jump, or kind of when did they kind of come on the scene as a tag team here in progress? So my understanding is that they kind of came together in WXW in Germany, which I've seen a a few matches here and there. Same. And uh, Tommy N, what came to progress on his own. And then eventually he brought over Dante. Gotcha. So they, they haven't been a team there super long, maybe like a year or year and a half or so, but um, what about the riots? Oh yeah. They've been there since pretty much day one. So it would have they been were a there. bigger deal if they had. Yes. Lost yeah. Been, okay. I hear you. Yeah. They were uh, like the first tag team basically in progress. Like before there was even tag team championships, they were a tag team. So, so this is probably the end of the relevance for uh, old Michael Dante. <laughs> I would assume so. I think he's still doing stuff on like the Indies and Europe, but otherwise, yeah, yeah he's been uh, replaced by Brody Lee and Buddy Matthews, essentially. So, I mean, Brody King be wild. Or Brody King. Brody Brody Lee. King. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Plot we twist. Plot twist. 
Uh, but uh, after that, so that brings the first half of the well, show. We got the old, we got it. Can't go without mentioning. We got the old mutual sign of respect here. After oh, of the course. Match as well. Thank Code you, of yes. honor adhered to some hugs. <laughs> um, you know, I always like a good, we used to just call it the mutual, you know, you gotta love a nice mutual. I love a good mutual. Yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you bring that up because the, once Davis grabs the uh, the contract, you see Tommy N just like sitting in the corner. He just looks annoyed. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm glad this is over. Yeah, and then thank God. He he grabs the mic and he's like, "Well, fuck," mm-hmm. which wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like kayfabe, like, "Oh, now we lost and we're not a tag team," or if that was like, "Oh, this well, that was shit." Fucked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably both. But uh, yeah, to your point, he's like. You two are the toughest sons of bitches I've ever seen, and they shake and hug. So putting over the riots here as they go forward. I assume they'll face the origin at some point. Uh, if well, that is if they retain mm. in this next match, where we got the Progress Shields on the line, the yeah. tag team titles. Here they are: Nathan Cruz and El Ligero representing the Origin versus Tommaso Champa and Zach Saber Junior. Yeah. She. So, Tommy Champs, ZSJ, they've had uh, two one-on-one matches against each other in the previous chapters, and each guy has won one match. So they're tied up, basically, but they're here. They've had, like, mutual respect, so they're here teaming together, going for the tag team titles. Um, There's there's an aftermath of this show, or of this match, which is arguably the more significant (laughs) thing that happened but uh as far as the match itself goes the it match was good was pretty tight though yeah very good i mean it's you get what you expect with the origin just shitty heels i yep. mean from the entrances it's always so long before the match starts Dude, they're great the though they i mean this is only the second match i've seen but like yeah they are just a great heel tag team you know always yeah. cheating at every opportunity double teaming at every opportunity you know all the little things that make heel tag teams great i think they've got it in spades and yeah, and I mean, it was just very interesting and cool to see Champa and ZSJ team up, yeah. you know, until it broke down eventually. But, like, you know, the, the teamwork they had together on the outside, there was a lot of outside fighting early on. I feel like Champa hit his running knee like four times around the ring on these from, from the stage, getting yeah. a running start. Awesome. But, yeah, and then, like, the second half of the match, I think, really settled down and was just really good back-and-forth tag team action. And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I thought this was probably the match of the night to this point. Um, You know, the main event tops it, I'd say, for sure. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed this. Um, Just good stuff here. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, the origin, they spend a good chunk of this match being the heels that they are, um, controlling the match, but Champa gets the hot tag at some point. Coming in like a house of fire. We get the old uh, DIY double team yes. with uh, Champa, but Zack Sabre Jr. So it's pretty much the same thing, but instead of a super kick from Johnny Gargano, it's a uh, PK, I guess, from yep. Zach. Great so. near fall there, too. Oh, yeah. Lots of good near falls in this one. The Origin yeah. hit their uh, DDT into a wheelbarrow German. Yeah, that was count. awesome. Yeah. With the bridge. Oh beautiful we had the moment it was zsj and champa had each in like an arm bar you know seeming maybe yes. it was going to be a tap out scenario and Cruz rolled up zsj for like a two and seven eighths you know really close near fall there so yeah um and that's when i think champa accidentally hit zsj with the discus lariat 
Yep. Liguero followed up with a big splash, more near falls. Then that the double team move, like the big backstabber into the PK. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's seeming like, oh, man, they're going to get it. And uh, Cruz got like Liguero's cape or whatever, I, I think it was. <laughs> yes. And like just yeah. threw it over Champa's head. And then Liguero with the low blow on ZSJ for the win. Yeah, I thought, you know, the last few minutes, excellent, great near falls, great back and forth. And uh, mm-hmm. I'll kind of let you take it away here for the post-match. But, yeah, I thought this was uh, very, very fun stuff. For sure. Yeah. And I do love how you have all these like intricate double teams and all these like yep. elaborate near falls and yep. it's just a low blow and a roll up for the yep. win. So love it. Origin stuff. through and through, baby. Absolutely. So they retain and Champa and Zach are left oh, in the ring. Real quick before we get Please. to this, gotta mention at least the very beginning how they refused to get in the ring to <laughs> picked up their shield and walked out for what felt like two minutes before they reappeared. At least they were like redid their entrance yeah. without the music. Unfortunately, <laughs> without the music. On. Yeah, yeah. One of the like, commentators is like, yeah, I was just talking to him backstage and they, they don't want to fight. Zach Sabre Jr. and Tampa. <laughs> and then I guess they decided that they would, but uh, so I forgot. I thought that was pretty funny. And we no, I'm glad you, but that was yeah. hilarious. Like I said, just, they, they take just so classic long origin, baby. Oh, man. Riling up the crowd, Mm. for sure. They're the best. Now the post-match. But speaking of riled up, Mm. Tommy Champs is pretty riled up. He's not too happy about this result. He's, he's uh, Zach was the one that got pinned. So Mm -hmm. Champ was basically, you know, there's no mic or anything, but he's he's yelling at Zach, this is your fault. And they're like pie-facing each other. (laughs) And Champ was like, he like, oh, whatever. He just shakes his hand. He's like pissed, but he shakes his hand and hugs him. And he walks out. Zach walks out or starts to walk out. He starts walking up the steps to the stage and then Champa's back. Uh Oh, sprints out knee to the face mm. of Zach to the ring, throws him in the ring, gives him a, another running knee without the knee pad. Brutal bone to face knocks him out. Champa grabs the mic. He's like, Hey, fuck you. I- fuck you. And especially <laughs> fuck you. He's Amazing. not too happy. He's not too happy so with Blackheart. So Champa's he's pissed that he lost this match, but there's also the underlying thing of, I guess Zach had like taken cause Champa here. I think he's in NXT at this point. I'm pretty oh, sure. Really? Or at least he's like about to be yeah, that he's very makes close. Sense, Cause he was in, he and Gargano had that first round cruiserweight classic match. Right. It was yeah. amazing. Which again was point. probably right after this. So yeah, he must've been there mixing it up already. So I guess so Champa has left P- PWG and Evolve, I guess. But Zack Sabre Jr. has Ch- to Champa's what he said is that he said Zach had taken his spot in, in Bola and Evolve. So Champa's pissed at that. And he's pissed that the fans call him the best in the world because, of course, he thinks he's the best in the world. Of course. So and then you also have the effect, the, the, the fact that they've had two matches. They're one and one. So they're going to have the rubber match. And it's going to be in September at the O2. So um, Jim Smallman's there. He confirms it. So another big match for that big show set up here. I'm sure it'll be a dandy. So. And ZSJ called him a cunt. He sure did. <laughs> they do that a lot over there. They do. And also just wanted to note, I loved, again, 
because uh, I'd never seen it prior to the last show, uh, Champa's Psycho Killer entrance with the song. Oh, Very yeah. awesome, the crowd getting into it. But I assume this will probably be the last uh, time for that, um, as he just turned on him and is obviously halfway yeah. out the door. But uh, just wanted to give that props again, because it's pretty cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, good good heat for Champa coming out of this, especially considering how hot he was coming into it. So, um, yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. But... Mm. We got we got we got Thunder Bastard. Yeah, Brett, you familiar with the Thunder Bastard match? I was not previously, but I assume is this something that had happened before in progress? Yeah, so this is the third Thunder Bastard match, gotcha. and, and the so the previous two, the winner got a title shot at the Progress Championship, okay. but this one for is it. for the title. Yes, you got the champion. Which, by the way, new champion since you were last on here, Marty Skrull. Yes. Who uh, beat Will Ospreay? I believe it was two chapters ago. Another uh, guy. I wish he hadn't done the shitty things oh, he did because yeah. uh, I fucking miss him. He was uh, he was so great. Love watching him wrestle, man. It's yeah. It's we noted uh, so. My buddy Azar, uh, who's a big wrestling friend of mine, was in town um, Wednesday. So um, I watched this match with him. So I didn't take any notes, but uh, I certainly watched it. So I'll kind of have you yeah. uh, lead the way here. And I feel like I had something else to say about that. But uh, what, were, what were we just talking about? It was something I else know. I think that Azar said or did, but whatever. It'll, it'll come If it out. comes up, feel free to butt in. But I think that was his first time seeing progress as well. And he's a big, you know, New Japan AEW mm-hmm. guy as well. So uh, we, we both, uh, it was fun to watch it with someone else and a uh, very, very fun match. Oh, I know what we were talking about. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, it was Osprey versus Skrull in New Japan, Sakura Genesis 2018 for the mm. junior title. I believe Meltzer gave it five stars and I agree. Uh, just an incredible match. So if you haven't seen that one and for any of the listeners out there, highly recommend if you can still stomach uh, the old villain because uh, that was him. Both those guys at their, well, Osprey's gotten a lot better since, but at the mm-hmm. time, both those guys at their best and just great, great shit. So I've seen a few of their new Japan matches. I don't know if I've seen that one in particular. There was one, and I don't know if this narrows it down, but there was one where Will Ospreay took a nasty neck bump on the, the apron. This is it. That's it. Okay, yeah. yeah, I have seen that match. Yeah, it's it like thirty. Mi- it's like thirty minutes. They just fucking go to war, and yeah, he does. Yeah. I think it's like a Spanish fly out of the ring, and yeah, he like hits his head yeah. on the hardest part of the ring. Hey, um, we're having fun. It was a nasty apron bump, baby. Come on now, yeah. That's the name. That's the name of the show. Yeah, could call it a Thunder Bastard though. That'd be sweet. But uh, <laughs> the the concept of the Thunder Bastard, it's yeah. essentially it's a gauntlet match. Ultimately, yeah. it's just uh, that's really what it is, right? There's no yeah. difference. It's just uh, you every start out minutes. with two people, and then yeah, every two minutes somebody comes out. You eliminate people by pinfall, submission, or disqualification. Last one standing wins. So yeah, yeah. it's not just a gauntlet, not over the top in any way. You know, nope. not like a rumble. You don't have to hang a title. It's not a reverse ladder match or reverse battle royal. Nothing's <laughs> on a pole or a forklift here. It's just a gauntlet match. I'm so bad. Um, no Judy Bagwell here. Unless I missed it, yeah, yeah, I didn't see <laughs> yeah, Judy Bagwell. Um, but yeah, I'll just I'll run through it. There's a lot happening here. Feel yes. free to interrupt me when uh, your pickle is tickled. Mm. So we start out with uh, so it's nine people. I'll say this, and uh, it starts out with Mark Haskins and uh, Paul Robinson 
bald asshole. The bald asshole is here. Also, another note here is that the previous two winners of the Thunder Bastards were Mark Haskins and Will Ospreay, okay. who were both in this match. And Marty Skrull had been the runner-up in both of them. Now he's in here as the champion, so yes. it's a little, a little subplot there. Takes his, takes his time getting in the ring, you know, uh, spends a, spends a sure good does. chunk on commentary, which I certainly enjoyed. Of course. Oh, yeah, because when I saw this, I was like, okay, it's a bit unfair to the champion, but he makes it, you know, he, he evens the score. I'll yes. just say that. Yes. Um, so Haskins and Robinson start out, and I mean, it's only two minutes in between entrance, so nothing yeah. really significant happens until everybody's out there. Yeah. Which uh, it's also interesting that nobody gets eliminated until everybody's out there. So, mm-hmm. but Haskins, Robinson start out. The next is Gibson. Zach Gibson comes out. Him and Robinson team up a little bit. Which uh, you make like I forgot how fucking big that guy is. You know, like he stood yeah. out, especially with these two guys. But really, in the whole match, just like that's a big fucking dude. And I just. Didn't really. I mean, I haven't seen like a ton of him. You know, I've seen him yeah. on the previous progress, like when he was the, they were the grizzled young veterans and uh, NXT. But man, yeah, he definitely he was big, stood out. He's a big boy. Yeah, because this match is mostly cruiserweights, so yeah. definitely definitely in comparison. Yeah. Um, which kind of plays into like because like the beginning, it's a lot of you know Osprey comes out, him and him and Paul Robinson tease a little Swords of Essex stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it's like reluctant, reluctantly yeah. teaming up almost like it's like a uh, muscle memory for them. And they're yeah. like, wait a minute. I didn't mean to do so. That was, that was fun. Um, then, uh, then we get junior hitting mm. the electric ballroom. Yeah. You better believe I was full masked for that. Even though it was oh, only like man. 15 seconds. Cause he fucking skirted his way out there. Real veins <laughs> were out of that hog ears as Mark Andrews comes out. Crazy. He had probably the most entertaining like entrance into because yeah. he's just like flipping all over Flying the place. Around. Yeah. Look at that guy. He's, awesome. he's um and then uh next is his FSU partner, Eddie Dennis, coming out here. Uh little little lucha himself, little six one knee mm, yeah, by yeah, Eddie Dennis. That. I it's couldn't remember if he match. was on the previous show or not, but that's definitely a guy mm. I've not seen much of. But I I enjoyed him here for sure. He's a big deal in progress for yeah. sure. He's like uh he's not like a world title contender at least from what I've seen, but he's always like one of the most over guys for sure. Upper mid card if you will. Him and uh Mark Andrews, I don't know if you're familiar, but they're a team. FSU. They were the first ever tag team champions, I believe. Okay. In progress. So uh they got some stuff behind them. Yeah. But uh then Eddie hits like an avalanche Samoan drop but while also doing a fallaway slam to Will Ospreay and Paul Robinson. Uh, out comes Flash Morgan Webster yeah. out next. Hits a double poison Rana to Mark yeah, Andrews and tight. Paul Robinson. I do want to give old uh, Flash and Andrews credit for their current work and impact. They've uh, subculture. Re- yeah, they've reemerged and have had great matches with Ace and Bay for the tag titles. Mm-hmm. And then the Motor City Machine Guns the following week, they came came up on the short end of the stick both times. But mm-hmm. Great to see those guys, you know, because I talked last time, like I've always enjoyed what I've seen from them in progress, yeah. the limited stuff in NXT. So I'm um, just happy to have those guys on my television screen because they're fucking fun. They had a uh, they, they had a NXT UK takeover match against the Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, I, forget which one. I think it was, I think it was the I've Wales seen, one. Yeah, I think I saw that one. That was the, if there was one match I would recommend yeah. from uh, these two guys, it'd be yeah. that one. Um, that so we have all at this point, like you got a bunch of guys out there. 
everybody's flying around. You got Osprey and Andrews and Webster doing all their flips and topes and shooting star presses. So it's a lot of and Haskins with a suicide dive. You got Eddie Ed, Eddie Dennis and Mark Andrews doing a double helo over the top. Everybody's yeah. flying all over the place, and then out comes Brant Page Brown. Yes, big Love meaty man. Guy. Definitely going to be in the Atlas tournament, I would assume. Um, oh yeah. So Rampage has had enough of this flippy dippy bullshit. He just shits <laughs> on everybody once he gets in there. So People are flying good. at him. He's swatting them down. He's yeah. catching them. He's slamming everybody. Just I was wrong. His entrance was the most entertaining, I think. Um yeah. so I, I think see. that just that just leaves uh, Mar- uh Marty Skrull, I believe, is the last one out. So he's the champion, but he's the last one out, which makes sense. You would yeah. figure he deserves an advantage. Eight other guys, yeah. Exactly. But uh, he comes out, he comes out onto the stage where the commentary table is, by the way, and he decides to kick Glenn Joseph out of his chair, (laughs) takes his headset and sits around and commentates for a bit. Why rush? Right. Yeah. Take your time. I agree. Um, So he like sits there and commentates on the match for like at least five minutes. Then um, this very entertaining again. Can't remember any specifics, but he was definitely making me laugh for sure. And just a lot of like yelling, you know, he was loud and boisterous and just kind of yelling. <laughs> and uh, it was good shit. He was like, like, like someone would hit a big move in the ring and he'd be like, oh, that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bet that there. would hurt if I was in the ring. Yeah. <laughs> and the people, this is when the elimination starts mm-hmm. or when the elimination start and Rampage, Rampage hits this huge ass pile driver on Paul Robinson, spikes yeah. him into the air. Yeah, that was an incredible sell by Robin. Or maybe it even yeah. wasn't a sell, but he just fucking popped <laughs> his ass up. That bald head yeah. spiking the mat. Very similar to the Ra- Scott Hall su- stunner sell where he just fucking flies in the air. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Uh, so Paul Robinson gets eliminated and Mar- Marty on commentary is like, Man, this is easy. I'm doing great in this match. He's <laughs> so such a dickhead. Whoop whoop. <laughs> but uh, and then Zach Gibson. By the way, I think like the first four or five eliminations are all from Zach Gibson because uh, well, actually Rampage hits the pile driver and then Zach Gibson like throws Rampage out That's and picks right. the bones. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. just so he can get the credit for it. Which I guess you gotta love. And uh, so th- at this point, Dave Mastiff comes out. Hell yeah. And uh, starts brawling with Rampage because, you know, two Atlas boys going at it here. Big tasty um, fuckers. Yes, thank you. Very much so. Very tasty, mm. these two boys. And very big. Uh, very big. Very Everything big. kind of breaks down at this point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mastiff, Mastiff and Dennis go at it a little bit, too. I guess Dennis, Dennis would make sense to also be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I assume he's over 205. He's a pretty linky boy. Yeah, but. I would think so. Uh, we got a Shankly Gates. I think Mastiff does something to Dennis. And then Gibson locks in the Shankly Gates submission to Eddie Dennis, and he has to tap out. So he's eliminated. Uh, and Andrews goes for a shooting star press onto Gibson, but Gibson gets the knees up, a brutal, a heavy bump yeah. on those knees, by the yes. way. Yes, it was. Because <laughs> like, he rolls them up right after for the, the elimination. And I was like, yeah. That yeah. man, that's a convincing way yeah. to go out. Gibson, yeah, I'd forgotten Gibson really did kind of get the lion's share of the earlys. Again, like I said, just big fucking dude uh, throwing his weight around out there. Other than Rampage, like you said, like he's mm-hmm. by far the biggest guy. So, right. 
Um, Webster and Osprey go. I just noted that because they had a crazy exchange where like Osprey went to go suplex Flash and then Flash like went up in the air to a Hearn Canrana. It was just smooth as hell. Yeah. Um. But eventually, Zach Gibson's back in. Shanker gets to wet to Flash. Flash taps out, and uh, then Haskins with a sit out Samoan driver to Rampage and eliminates him, which was unfortunate and uh kind of surprising yeah, that came out of nowhere you know? yeah. yeah yeah nothing against mark haskins i just uh wanted to see more of my rampage daddy out there no rampage came in like he was gonna win this thing yeah so it was surprising to see him just like in the I middle feel, of the pack he, he pile drove like multiple people didn't he i feel like i'm I remember sure he did him yeah just laying people out for a bit but obviously robinson was the only one that get pinned by it but i definitely remember he mm-hmm. fired out a few of those big big pile drivers he tends to do that so yes, that would make sense to me so we're down to three i believe no four we're down to four yeah because this is when girl finally gets in around this time right mm-hmm. yep hops right in and haskins haskins has been dealing with shoulder issues for a while i don't know if on the show we covered he's he's been wearing like the kinesio tape for mm-hmm. a, a couple chapters now yeah um, this is the first one in a while where he hasn't had any tape or anything on his shoulder. And also his shoulder has been worked on through the entire match. So mm-hmm. Skrull eventually, obviously with the chicken wing, I guess yeah, affecting cut, the shoulder. He pretty much gets him like right after he gets in the ring, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah he just swoops <laughs> just slides in. in and fucking chokes his ass out, which again, you got to love. Yeah. So Haskins taps. So now we're down to three. We're down on Marty Skrull, Zach Gibson and Will Ospreay. So these three kind of go at it for a yeah, while. It yeah. Feels like. Yeah. This part I thought was pretty great, too. I mean, obviously, a lot of Skrull, Osprey, just one, you know, Gibson, mm-hmm. I think, was taking a nap for a little bit. But you got to see yeah. those two kind of showcase what they can do together, which is magic. You know, like those for two sure. are awesome. And Gibson was just kind of, you know, he'd come in and get in, get in the action for a bit. But um, how and I, I can't remember, how was he eliminated? Gibson. So Gibson, so it all like culminates like right at the end. So because I think both the last two eliminations are like right after the each okay. other, right, okay. right after each other. Um, but yeah, that, that, to your point, Gibson. So it's a lot of Skrull versus Osprey, and then yeah. Gibson will like because like Osprey had a shooting star to Marty, but then Gibson tried to pick the bones again by throwing yep. Will out and trying to pin uh, Skrull, but only gets a two count. Uh, there's one point where Osprey and Skrull both have like are trying to like backslide each other. And Gibson like flips them both over and has them both pinned at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that so, was awesome. Yes, that was all. Yeah, yeah. Was, I would have been happy if that was the finish. Yeah, I'm like, you don't see that shit very often. And yeah, if that would have ended it, that would have been sick. Yeah, I do yeah. recall that. Um, Skrull and Gibson have a fun little exchange where they're trading submissions. Osprey in with a 450 elbow, which was fun. Oh, yeah, I don't think I've yeah. seen that before. Uh, Skrull hits Osprey's Essex Destroyer. Onto Osprey, which is a flipping DDT. Move. Yeah, I know we talked about it last time, but that move is nasty. Sick. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but Gibson eventually gets eliminated by Osprey with a standing Spanish fly, which again That's felt great. like it came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But then right after, like before the elimination of that is even announced, Skrull just rolls up Osprey for the quick wins. Yeah, so Marty, it was very abrupt. I do recall that now. It's like, oh shit, yeah. that match was pretty nuts and now it's over. <laughs> yeah. 
So, uh, but it Skrull made sense, you know, in the scope yeah. of everything, especially with how Skrull was operating here and how Gibson was he had operating to do what he had too. To do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this was it was great stuff. So uh, Marty retains, and he grabs the mic, and he says that he just proved that he's the best progress champion of all time, which he just beat the top eight contenders, so it's hard to argue that. Uh, I bet Jimmy Jacobs point, would have something to say about that. I mean, Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy, <laughs> yes, yes. They're, oh. kind, they're kind of interchangeable. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, That's you, and you know who I meant. Is he still around at this point? Or I just remember you saying, like, he was definitely, like, the top mm-hmm. heel you know, for the first good chunk and, you know, was champ quite a bit, but is he still around mm-hmm. at this point? So he's been gone for a while. So he lost the title and then he faced Paul Robinson, I think at the chapter after that, and they had a brutal street fight. And that was the last we saw of him. I forget. It might've been chapter like 21. I think it was. Mm. So it's been and Marty. Cause they chant Jimmy havoc. The crowd does yeah. when Marty's like, there's no one else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jimmy I, havoc. I noted that. Yeah. Um, but Marty says that Jimmy Havoc broke his knee, which I don't know if that's true or what, what the, I guess he's injured Jimmy Havoc at this point. I don't know where that lies in the timeline here, but, uh, Havoc's not there as of right now, but, um, Marty's like, I'm not defending my belt the next chapter. And then Jim Smallman, who's ringside's like, all right, well, you're going to defend your belt at, uh, WrestleCon. Is it WrestleCon? Is that, was that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right. So I guess Skrull's going to the U.S. And he's going to defend his progress championship at WrestleCon against Will Ospreay. And this is announced here. It's funny. Smallman says that and Ospreay just like appears out of nowhere behind yeah. Marty and grabs his time. It's very dramatic. But so we got that coming up. But um, yeah, good stuff here. I mean, anything anything we missed on that one? Again, like I said, I didn't have notes, so uh, nothing that I yeah. can recall. But yeah, it was just great action, very fun stuff. You know, I liked, as I've said, having Skrull kind of do the commentary and swoop in and, you know, get the dub at the mm-hmm. end, the action between he and Osprey. Rampage, cleaning house. Like you said, Andrews was just a house of fire, you know, the whole time he yeah. was in there. Good old junior boy. Um, but, yeah, this was a ton of fun. And, uh, you know, pretty much what I would expect with these nine guys, you know, all pretty great and uh, – great way to cap off this show yeah very very enjoyable and like i said fun to watch you know with another mm-hmm. big wrestling fan as well so uh we definitely enjoyed this oh yeah yeah it was, it was good to see this match end on a big brain play by marty but speaking of brains mm. speaking of busting nuts oh. maybe the brain oh. buster boys all over yeah, Boy, all, <clears throat> yeah. Brainbuster Boys podcast. Once again, Brett, thank you once again for uh, checking out the show, coming on, talking about it. Where can everybody find you, listen to you, and suck on your nipples? Mm, yeah, that could be on Noodle Magazine. No. <laughs> Are you familiar? Did I tell you about Noodle Magazine? You might have, but remind so, me what that is. It's a porn site that just happens to have like so many full, largely Japanese wrestling shows. So it's become a, kind of a go to. <laughs> yeah. I think so you like, did tell me about this. So, like, I have, a, I have a stardom subscription, but, like, it often yeah. takes, like, days for them to upload their shows. So sometimes I'll just go to Noodle Magazine, and it'll be up, like, the next day. And I'll be like, fuck it, I ain't going to wait. And, like, finding random, like, Big Japan, because there's this one guy named Yuji Okabayashi who I love. and Full shows. You know, it's just right. it's wild. But uh, you <laughs> can find the Brainbuster Buster Boys 
on Twitter and Instagram, even though I haven't posted on Instagram in a while, at Brainbuster Boys, um, on the Visionaries Global Media Network, on all major podcasting platforms. I guess that's what everyone says these days. But uh, we are in the midst of a storyline called Vince and the Machine where uh, hmm. Vince McMahon is uh, struggling with his uh, current irrelevancy and builds an AI robot to help him write wrestling storylines. <laughs> so um, we are two two parts out of five through that. The next one should be coming out next week, and we'll be mixed with you know our normal wrestling commentary. But uh, we duck in and out of these storylines every once in a while, and they're always very fun. So be sure to check that out. And also, you can find me on the Phoenix Splash podcast, also on the Visionaries Global Media Network, with my co-host JCB from the Band from Ringside podcast. And we talk any and everything Japanese wrestling. So uh, check it out if you, uh, if you that shit gets you hard. Are you also on Noodle? Was it Noodle Magazine? Is that what it was? Not yet, but. Uh, I'll work on getting the shows up there as well. <laughs> Do you ever like search out a wrestling show on there and you're like, you accidentally run into porn and you're like, well, I guess I got, I guess I got to do this now. Maybe the Japanese porn though. <laughs> no, it's got all kinds of porn. I mean, oh, it's, it's everything. Okay. Yeah. Everything under the sun. I'm sure. But yeah, so it's it's, it was blurred, a wild it's discovery. Out wieners. No, no. I mean, I'm sure there's some. But uh, I, I can't remember. I mean, it was well over a year ago at this point. I was looking for just a specific match, something probably <laughs> off the wall. And like the whole show was on this site. And I, you know, there's fucking uh-huh. porn, porn ads everywhere. So it's like, yeah, fuck it, whatever. It works. And you can Chromecast as well, which makes it easy. Because <laughs> that's the thing with stardom right. service. Like stardom service sucks. Like you can't Chromecast. It's like three, four days late. So it's like I'm always like plugging in an HDMI cord. And it's just mm. like Noodle Magazine makes it so much easier and accessible. Noodle Magazine gets you everything you need. Oh, everything. Wrestling, Use your noodle, porn. right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how to end shows sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. We always let's, just let's, get, we always just like to just peter go. out and just go like, eh, bye. Thanks. Cool. See ya. <laughs> There we go. There we go. Did we, we, we fade out? Yeah. Here yeah, we're holding I our shields. Uh, Legaro's here. He has horns. <laughs> Once again, thank you to Brett from the Brain Buster Boys podcast for joining me on this big old progress episode. Go check out the Brain Buster Boys wherever you listen to podcasts. All their socials in the description, every everything you need. Their their link trees, their OnlyFans, their tout links, like everything you need for the Brainbuster Boys in the description. Show notes, whatever you call it. I don't know. Uh but yeah. Good boys over there at the Brainbuster Boys. And hey, I'm a good boy too, I think. Sometimes. <laughs> Wink. Uh, apron bump on all the social medias, apronbump.com for all my full episodes. YouTube, hey, if you're watching on YouTube, give this give this daddy a like, leave a comment, hit the bell, juggle my balls. <laughs> Sorry, I think sometimes I'm the I I'm the only one that I make laugh on this podcast, but that's all that matters, right? Is enjoying yourself, live, laugh, love what i always say and with that 
By the way, if you're still at this part, if, if you've made it to this part, you're obviously a big old fan of mine. Uh, or or you just are like driving and your phone fell in between the seats and you can't change the thing or something. I don't know. But in any case, let me throw, let me throw this one at you. So if you've listened to my Ring of Honor reviews, you'll know that some of them, you know, sometimes when Ring of Honor has multiple shows over the course of what, like within one month, I'll do a kind of bundle episode where I cover multiple shows in a more of a vague format, more of a uh, overview kind of style, not every single match and segment we cover, but we talk about, you know, what we've watched in general. And I think because as progress moves on, they start to have more frequent shows. And I believe the next two chapters are both in the same month. So my plan as of right now is to do a little solo uh, bundle episode where, what are we going to call them? Bumple? No, that's dumb. We'll, we'll think of a word. But basically, we're gonna, chapter 28 and 29 are going to be in the same episode. So going to do a little uh, double, double stuffed episode. <laughs> Um, I always feel bad making guests watch multiple shows, especially with progress where they're like three hour shows. That's six hours of wrestling. It's a lot. But if you're listening, if you're interested in doing something like that, or you know somebody that may be, feel free to hit daddy up in the DMs, slide in my DMs, email me if you want. If that's, you know, I, I do have an email, apronbump at gmail.com. I don't really know. It's just, 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 just tossing some ideas at the listeners, but I'm going to toss myself out of here because I think we're done for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. I do love you all. I appreciate all of the support you give the podcast. And also, I'm hard. Yeah.